You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael Hello, Steen. everyone. I want to welcome you all to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. <laughs> Today I am doing and having another conversation with a very fascinating person. Uh, I want to introduce you all to Rachel. She is a woman who has been involved in the cuckold lifestyle for some time now. And she and I are going to talk and kind of give you some insight into her journey and how she uh, got to this point. So first of all, why don't you introduce yourself and say hi to everyone, Rachel. Hello, everyone. <laughs> now, just to kind of give uh, my listeners a little bit of background so that they have a better idea of who I'm talking to, um, married or single right now? Um, not married. Okay. In a relationship. Okay. Now, if I remember, you're, you're either you are engaged or you're close to being engaged, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And I know I shouldn't ask people this question, but... You know, I, I have to for my listeners. Would you mind sharing your age with my listeners? I'm 36. All right. And you are in the Midwest, correct? Yes. Okay. The so there we have a little, there we have a little background, 36 year old engaged Midwest into, uh, into the lifestyle. So now obviously you and I have talked before, so I'm asking you these questions based on conversations that, that we have had. Uh-huh. But what I found interesting uh, to you or interesting about you when we talked was how you met your current boyfriend, who is your cuck, right? Yes. So I think all of the stories that I've heard pretty much of the the couples that I've met, whether that be online or in person, you know, they've been married for several years and then they start swinging and then maybe they realize they're more into hot wifing or cuckolding. And um, I actually went about it a different way. I had had one relationship um, where I was introduced to it and I took to it like a fish to water and so when that relationship ended I knew exactly what I wanted and um, I went looking for it online so I used the website data cuckold um, which I had heard about from somebody and really within a couple hours of me creating a profile on there I saw um, my current cuck and he saw me he sent me a message we started talking um, and the rest is history we met a few he lived only not too far away from me about an hour and a half um so we talked for less than a week um and we met that weekend and um we've been together ever since and how long have you been together now um so not quite a year about a year oh wow that's fantastic okay so you said that when you were introduced to it you took to it like a fish to water. Yeah. So what was your, before you had heard anything about it, like, cause I know sometimes, you know, we get into this lifestyle and, you know, at first we know nothing about it. Right. And then we learn about it. And then when we look back on ourselves, we see that there were these little clues, you know, that, (laughs) that 
kind of showed that, oh, wow, I was preparing myself for this without even knowing it, you know? Right. Um, did you have anything like that in your past? Like anything that you look back on that now in, in hindsight, it's like, oh, okay, no. Sure, sure. So, I mean, growing up, like I was always, I guess you would say slutty. Some people don't like that word, but I don't oh, mind it, it you know. It. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I slept with a lot of guys, you know, plenty of one night stands. I met lots of people online as soon as the internet became a thing. Um, so, you know, just being very sexual was no stranger to me. But then um, I've had, you know, plenty of relationships, some shorter, some longer. And, um, even if the sex was good, it just seemed like it w- there was always something missing. Like it was, was, you know, I always questioned strict monogamy. Like are, are people really happy? I felt like, you know, people that got married and had a monogamous relationship, you know, a few years in or several years down the road, you know, one of them is either unhappy or dissatisfied or cheating and lying about it. And I just always felt like there, there was another way. Um, and actually it's funny because I have this, this little book, um, I recently moved and I found this little book that I had kept notes in and it had quotes from like books that I read. Mm -hmm. And one of them was just talking about, um, kind of in a cerebral, you know, a little bit poetic way, but just talking about, um, about how the, connection and marriage and how it's more than just sex like it's it's um it's everything else and then like it was like a little spurt of semen isn't going to ruin what we have you know and I thought that was perfect and I I wrote that down like more than 10 years ago and I was Mm -hmm. like see um I was on this train before I even knew it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um so once somebody broached the idea to me I was like, this is perfect. This is what I've wanted. I want like an amazing relationship with someone who I love, but then also be able to have sex with whoever I want, whether it's meaningless or repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have very much enjoyed it. Now, when this person, you say when it was first brought to your attention, were you, was this somebody that you were in a relationship with at the time or was this like a casual encounter? No. So actually, um, that started a relationship that way. So, um, so I had been dating, um, the traditional way, like meeting for, um, regular, you know, hobbies, interests, lifestyle, just right. the regular ways that people connect. And, uh, and then it just led to like relationships with, with bad sex, which is not what I was all about. So I decided to like, okay, let me find a relationship based on sex. So I went back on adult friend finder. I've gone on there like, you know, here and there throughout the years. Um, and so tried to meet somebody really like for for sex or for a relationship that way and I get I just get lucky when I go online I guess because again within like a day of me creating that newest profile uh someone you know good looking guy well spoken wrote me a really nice um long message which is always appreciated um and he said you know I'm not exactly what you're looking for because I I had written that I'm looking for you know someone who's like 
bigger, athletic, muscular, whatever, right. all of those good things. Um, alpha dominant, like more rougher. Um, and so anyway, so this guy messaged me and he said, um, well, so I'm not exactly what you're looking for, but here's what I can bring to the table and just kind of laid out for me the whole like hot wife and cuckold, um, dynamic. And I needless to say was very interested. Um, and so we met and, you know, talked more about that and, um, got involved and had a lot of experiences there that were, um, that were good. And, um, ultimately, obviously the relationship didn't work out, which I, um, have obviously no heartache over now. I'm super happy. Um, but I, I learned a lot from it and, um, really kind of changed my life for the better. Wow. So I know I've talked to, to, to other women who kind of have a similar, uh, background to yours. When you first heard about it, was there a part of you that was like, no fucking way. Like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> like, is this yeah, real? I guess, I guess a little bit, you know, because I like, um, so growing up or whatever in my younger years, like in college or before or after, you know, I'd be dating a guy, we'd hang out with his friends and I want to sleep with his friends too. Or, um, I, I have, um, you know, like had sex with my boyfriend with another guy there. Maybe he's like <laughs> sleeping or videotaping or something, but not involved. And I hadn't actually had like a male, male, female um, encounter until, you know, somewhat recently. But um, yeah, I just never... I never thought that like guys would want their, their girlfriend, their wife, their woman to sleep with another guy because my, my experience had always been like, you know, guys are a little bit more jealous or they're, uh, they're very, um, possessive as their property and, um, or also just kind of the, uh, the stigma attached with like, if they're, if their wife or girlfriend like flirts with somebody else, like other guys would look down on them. And so I never even thought to like bring it up. Like I, I don't think I ever asked a boyfriend to do like a threesome with another guy or, you know, said anything about like his friends being hot or anything like that. Right. And so, you know, when it was brought up to me, I was like, Oh, this is a real thing. I'm totally down. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you again, like I said, this is just kind of trace, your journey into this initially when it was first presented to you, was it presented to you from a cuckold perspective or from a hot wife perspective? In other words, what I mean is, was the guy like, Hey, I still enjoy oh. fucking you, but I, I want to see you with other guys. Or was it from a guy who knew that he was interested in cuckolding and kind of opened up that so door? Um, really all of the above, uh, to be honest, I don't think that guy knew exactly what he wanted and I don't know that he does now, but definitely <laughs> brought up all of the cuckolding. Like he, you know, he wanted to, um, and all the sissification and the humiliation and all of that, like okay, the so whole was, nine yards. Okay. So yeah. He was really, really into it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he was a bit older than me and like more experienced. He had had a, 
long-term relationship with it. Um, so, you know, he kind of knew what he, he was talking about, but he, um, he really didn't want me to have like the freedom to do what I wanted when I wanted, make the choices with whom, you know, I was gonna, um, meet or sleep with or whatever. And, um, you know, he wanted to be more involved usually, um, or, uh, and whatnot. And, you know, I know, some some relationships with the cuckolding like the guy will be with his woman right afterwards and that can be a part of it um or not but like he was definitely not interested in chastity um i uh, i brought that up or we met with a couple that they did it um and he he definitely was not interested in that so there were you know some aspects of it that he was into and was not into. So, you know, maybe you could call him a stag Mm -hmm. or a cuckold. I don't know. Okay. So when in the process, okay, so you have that initial relationship and then you have the relationship that you're in now. Mm -hmm. Were there any experiences between the two of them? No, no. Okay. So you went straight from that. Now, was there a, a break between it? Um, not really. There was, there's always, you know, when you end a relationship, there's a little bit of, uh, the detangling. Um, but, and, and I also, you know, I'm a respectful person, you know, while I had any, any kind of, um, interaction with the, with the first guy, I wasn't about to like start looking for a new guy, but as soon as literally as soon as the day I, uh, that officially ended, I got on data cuckold and, started talking to my current tech. <laughs> so, okay, okay, so you said, like I said, I, I just like to try to piece all this together. Mm-hmm. The first guy that introduced you to everything, mm-hmm. you said that even though he enjoyed a lot of cuckold play, he was still, I guess, and based on what you said, hadn't fully accepted the role yet. So he was trying to be submissive, but also still trying to be somewhat controlling as yeah, far as your Yeah, he action. was like... Yeah, he was like topping from the bottom, right? You know? Exactly. Um, and and that took all the fun out of it for me. You know? <laughs> like, um, he, you know, um, he. The good side is that like I did have a lot of experiences. Like we met with a lot of people, which is great. But um, you know, he he literally picked out one hundred percent of those people, mm-hmm. and um, like that's not what I want. I want to pick who I sleep with, and. Um, uh, so, so yeah. And he would always kind of want to dictate how it went or he would like get upset in the middle of it. Like we meet with a guy in a hotel and then he would like get upset and like want to like leave in the middle. And I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Like there's nothing to be upset about here. Right. Like sit in your place. You're the cuckold, like just accept it. And, um, that was, that was hard for him and obviously like didn't, you know, work. So you discovered the power aspect of it, because, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard me say it, but one of the things that I always say to kind of make it easy for people to understand the differences between hot wifing and cuckolding is from my observations, it, it always comes down to just who is holding the sexual power. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't classify it based on what acts people enjoy because people can enjoy a variety of different things. It's just what I've noticed that in hot wife couples, that sexual power is either a skewed towards the male partner 
or it's somewhat shared. Like they move, they, they, they make decisions and, and compromises and so on and so forth. Whereas in a cuckold couple, that power is heavily skewed towards the woman holding that power. She makes the decisions of who, when, where, how, you know, she may right. take what he wants under advisement, but at the end of the day, she's the one making all the decisions and it's, it's, it's her way. Right. So right. was it you, like, did you learn that aspect of it right away? Like, did you, you know, because some people presented the lifestyle as, Hey, you know, you get to have all the sex you want with other people, but they really don't make the connection of the power aspect of it. Like, when did you grasp the idea of the power that came along with that freedom to be with whoever you wanted to be with? Yeah. So I would say, like, I am definitely a, um, a confident and somewhat controlling and dominant person in my, you know, professional life and typically in my personal life without, you know, I'm not, I, just in general, I haven't really been like domineering in a relationship because I, I've always like assumed, you know, that's what guys don't want or that's what society says um, women should not be. And so that's always, you know, kind of a fine line to, to be like this, um, a picture of what what society wants women to be like demure and accepting of everything and whatever or else they're a bitch um you know and but in the in that first cuckold relationship like I understood right away what it was supposed to be and I understood you know what it was not you know that that power and that control is um is what was missing you know it was that the topping from the bottom I didn't have any any power or control but obviously I wanted it and I recognized that it should be there um and then when I met um my current cuck um it com- night and day like completely different I have uh-huh. all the control and all the power you know in our relationship um and sexually between the two of us and also, you know, in my own sex life with other people. Um, Now, one of the things that we had talked about before, and I really wanted to kind of go into this uh, with you, is you are also involved in what's referred to as an FLR, which is a female-led relationship. And I know that's one of those terms that, like I've never really had anybody on my show talk about it. And that was one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why I really wanted to have you on. Yeah, that there is some overlap to cuckolding, but it's also kind of its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Can you kind of educate my listeners a little bit? Like if someone were to ask you, hey, I've seen this term FLR, female-led relationship. What exactly is that? How does it, what are the similarities as it has to cuckolding? What, you know, what cuckolding elements does it also possess? And also how sure. is it different? Like how would you explain that? Sure. Well, I think that um, there's there are similarities in that that control and that power aspect between cuckolding and um, the FLR, and that like you know I I make all the decisions, I make all the choices, and and ultimately you know 
a cuckold gets pleasure from his woman being pleased in the way that she wants to be pleased by whomever she wants to be pleased by, you know, and the same in an FOR, you know, he, he truly derives pleasure from me being happy and having things the way I want them to be and having things be, you know, stress-free. So he does all of the, uh, he does the majority of the housework, you know, he does the dishes, he cleans the floors, he does the laundry, he folds my laundry the way I like it, he takes the trash out, he takes the recycling out, he gets up early and takes my dog out, takes her out before I go to bed, you know, and um, I keep his credit card and use it as I see fit. Mm -hmm. um, I tell him what he's allowed to eat because health and fitness are important to me. Um, so... So yeah, um, there are a lot of overlaps. And I think the great thing about having both, because they're not mutually exclusive, you can right. be just cuckold, you can be just FLR without any hot wife or cuckolding. But I think the great thing about having both is that um, really I can sexualize like any activity because I know that like he he does get this sexual pleasure from you know, sweeping the floor while I sit on the couch. Um, and I can also um, use it in in a uh, gamify it, I guess, you know, where um, if he doesn't fold my shirts the way I like them to be folded, then he stays in his cage another day. Or if he leaves the broom out, which I hate, then he, <laughs> stays, in, he stays in his cage another day. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, I think, you know, people who are not familiar with it or not educated or have a misconception that it's like, you know, leather head to toe 24 seven. And I'm like whipping him as he sweeps the floor, but that's not the case at all. You know, right. um, there it's, it's very loving. Like we have a very loving relationship and there's lots of, um, normalcy to it as well. You know, um, you know, on a, on a day to day basis, we're not always doing all of the, you know, hardcore stuff. Um, right. but, but like there are elements of it, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis where like if we're sitting on the couch watching TV and, you know, I, I just tell him my feet need to be massaged and he'll happily do it. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if we're laying on the couch watching TV and he starts rubbing my feet, I can tell when he starts to think he's going to like, you know, start getting sexy with them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just still want to watch TV. So sometimes I'll just make him get on the floor and he can rub my feet and maybe I'll let him touch himself and maybe not. Um, so you, so you kind of like to give him subtle reminders of where his place is and, and your yes. dynamic. Yes, exactly. Well, one, of the, um, one of the things that I wanted to do with you and I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't cut you off, but I think what I'm going to no. ask you kind of goes in that vein is like you said, there are people out there who have this misconception that, you know, that you're all a woman in an FLR is, always in this, you know, like you said, leather outfit, kind of wielding the riding crop kind of persona. And I just want you to give my listeners an idea of like, what's a typical day, like a Wednesday, like from the time you get up <laughs> until the time you go to bed, how does a female led relationship operate? Like on, yes. on a regular daily basis in regular life, dealing with what we all 
deal with in life. Like I'm not talking about, you know, on a day when you may be playing with a, a lover or when you're right. doing a scene, just regular vanilla activities, right. but just in a female led relationship type of way. How was a typical day for you guys from the time you get up to the time you go to bed? Yeah. So, um, so, you know, the term like happy wife, happy life, Absolutely. Um, that's, is, it's, um, I think a lot of times it's like, there's a little bit of a negative connotation to that where guys kind of like begrudgingly make their wife happy. And in an FLR, it's, it's, you know, it is happy wife, happy life, but like he, he loves that and he accepts it and he wholeheartedly does it. Like there's absolutely no begrudging making me happy. Um, and for me, like accepting that is very empowering and, and very freeing, you know, it makes me feel very carefree and relaxed and happy. Um, because I know that he's, there's no guesswork. There's no like, Oh, you know, is he happy is he mad is he satisfied is he want more what does he want because like really I know that he's happy if I'm getting what I want Mm -hmm. um and so so on a typical day um I he gets up early for work um and I sleep in a little bit later and I like to (laughs) I get very grumpy if I don't wake up the way I like to wake up so he takes great care in making sure that I can um sleep so he's quiet and he makes sure the dog is quiet um and usually I get up just before he goes to work and he'll come and like you know kiss me in bed if if I'm still in bed but um if I'm getting up, he might make my coffee. Um, and then, and I'm sure he knows go, just how you like to have your cup of coffee. Oh yeah, for sure. And if I do get up before he goes, he will, um, he'll typically make the bed, which I love like getting out of bed and then he comes and makes it. Um, and he goes to work and then, you know, throughout my day, I might, send him some sexy texts or not, you know, um, he comes home for lunch and he always makes me a smoothie. Um, and also just the way I like it. Um, and then, uh, he goes back to work and, and, um, the only thing I do that is like a little bit more traditional is I do all the cooking. Um, because he's like, kind of like a typical bachelor where he doesn't (laughs) know how to cook anything um hamburger helper all day (laughs) yeah yeah. so i do all the cooking because i love cooking and i'm i'm good at it um so but i i you know i cook what i want to cook and i he eats whatever i make and uh some i like to play too with um like I'm big on whole foods and vegetables and everything. And he's not a big veggie guy. So I um, <laughs> sometimes make him eat all his vegetables. And if, if he doesn't, then he like, he'll have to stay in his cage another day. Or mm-hmm. if he eats all his veggies like three days, <laughs> three days in a row, then I'll give him some sexy reward, which sounds kind of childish. But Absolutely. But that's what makes it fun. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you got to eat all your veggies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you make him sit at the table until he finishes his plate? Yeah, I'll be like, eat two more tomatoes and I might play with you tonight. Oh, Um, wow. That's, that's, is there an, is there an age difference between you two? He's, he's, um, six years younger. Oh, look at you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) but I'd say, you know, like age is just a number and I'd say we're both kind of at the same place, like maturity wise, Mm -hmm. except that. 
I eat more veggies than he does. <laughs> um, so, so then uh, dinner, he'll always, you know, pour me wine and then, you know, refill my glass whenever I want. And um, I can also tell when he thinks he's going to like get me tipsy and I might let him out because he'll just like start re- refilling my glass more than I want. And I'm like, hey there, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> um, Try to get you a little sloshy. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes it works. So can't uh, can't blame him for trying. No, absolutely. But, um, <laughs> He's got to take a shot. Yeah, yeah. Keep um, you on your toes. Yeah. So after dinner, he'll, he'll clean up, um, you know, clean up the stove, do all the dishes, put them away. Um, and then typically we'll just, you know, sit on the couch and either read or watch TV. Um, and sometimes, like I said, we do like, I'll let him massage my feet like most nights. Cause I like that. And he likes mm. it too. And, um, and then, um, We'll get ready for bed and um, he'll take the dog out and stuff while I get ready for bed. And um, I like, I'm also big on just like sleep hygiene, you know, like getting ready for bed and going to bed and sleeping well because it's good for your health and stuff. And I used to have a rule kind of where like if I had already brushed my teeth and washed my face and gotten into bed, like we weren't having sex because it's like time to sleep now. Um, and so he would, he would pout about that sometimes. Um, but now I will let him, um, go down on me instead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I can just lay there and relax and still be getting ready for bed. And he's still, he still gets what he wants. Um, and so that is our, that's our typical day. Um, you know, nothing crazy. Right. And that was what I kind of wanted to do to people to just kind of hear the, the normalcy of it, you know, like yeah. it's not this grand kind of heavily regimented type of thing, but it's just, you know, yeah. like what you said is very reminiscent of I guess a typical day in the life of like a married couple in like the fifties. Like I, I know that there is this, I haven't had anyone on the show talk about it too much, but I know in my travels in the lifestyle, there's this, um, I don't know if you want to call it a, a fetish or whatever, but it's referred to as like a fifties household type of thing where there yeah. are people who enjoy being in that space where that exemplified what a typical household was like as far as a man's role and a woman's role in the 50s and what you described was very is very reminiscent of that it's just that the roles are reversed right right in other words Um, what you described was very common for couples during that time Yeah. And I would say the only difference is that, um, he goes to work all day and makes all the money and he also, he also does all of the, uh, housework. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I like, I mean, I do stuff as well. I work too, but I don't work full time. And, um, so I have more time to enjoy my life and we do have really good conversations um, regularly. You know, nothing we schedule. They're pretty organic. They just come up as, you know, as something's on our mind or, you know, whatever, just about kind of like 
where we're at in different aspects of all of those things and um, where we can go, where each of us is comfortable, what we're wanting, or like, you know, I am sensitive to the fact that like he works long hours and he does a lot for me. Um, I don't feel guilty about it. Um, but I, you know, I, I try to be aware of like when he has busier weeks or is traveling for work and stuff. And, you know, we talk about, you know, does he have enough time and stuff? And so he's, he's pretty forthright with me if he feels like, um, he's doing as much as he can, or if there's more he can do. Um, and then like the, the fun, and then the other part, you know, that is different from the typical fifties marriage is like the, the sexual aspect of that, which I think is, is, um, fun. And, um, some other, other days, other typical days, like if it's a day before I might have a date or if he's going out of town for work and I might have somebody over, um, he knows that he has to clean, like we keep a pretty clean house anyway, but he has to do extra for cleaning because I want the house very clean. Um, if I'm going to have somebody over. And so that's always sexy. Um, you know, to see him like going above and beyond spending extra time, like all the free time he has making sure the house is spotless for a guest I might have over. So something that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about myself, um, when you guys are out and about, whether you're at a store or at a mall or going to the movies or a concert, what have you, just when you're out and about around other uh-huh. people, you know, people obviously who know nothing about this and you're just another couple out enjoying the day. Do you ever, are there ever like any subtle ways that your dynamic comes to play in, like I said, in those kind of public settings, you know, like say if if you sit down at a restaurant, you know, I know some couples where it may be, you know, he won't start eating until you eat or he'll stand up until you sit down, you know, like, like this very subtle ways that, you know, if someone were watching you intently, right. They could say, Oh wow. That's that's different. Can you kind of give us some examples of how that comes to play? I think there's like some, some traditional chivalry, um, you know, where like he always opens the door for me, you know, the car or, you know, any restaurant that we're going to or something like that. So he, he does all of that. Now, and, just to be clear, uh, just, I don't want to pause you to, you know, interrupt you, but just mm-hmm. to be clear, because opening the door in this age has a different connotation than it used to opening the door. It used to be now opening the door just means you lean over and unlock it. Right. And kind of push no, it no, he, no, he, he comes and opens it so I can get in. And then, you know, he, shuts it behind me and then he goes and gets in or like when it's colder he'll go warm up the car before we get in so that Mm -hmm. it's nice and warm when I get in um and yeah so you know in a in a if you're just looking at that one instance that's just you know a guy being nice um guy being chivalrous but in the bigger context you know it is part of the whole thing and I do wear my key around my neck whenever we're out in public and Mm so like I know sometimes I think that makes him sweat sometimes because he's he's always like I can't believe you're wearing that like people are gonna know and I always think like people 
either have no idea. And if they do know, like good on them. And I yeah. want them to know, yeah. you know, absolutely. Um, like it, and, it'll, it'll never be put out there in a demeaning way. Cause the people who don't know, don't have a clue. And the people who do know, will just kind of, you know, give you a knowing wink or a head nod, like, like good, like good right. for you. Like they're never going right. to embarrass him. Like, Oh God, she's got a key right. for his dick must be in a like that's never going to happen you right. know, not, not, um, not, in, not in public right and like i mean if you do want to scoff at it like you wish somebody cared about your cock that much to put it in a cage now um, when you're wearing the, other, the key i'm sorry yeah. when you're wearing the key and i don't mean to interrupt you just i try to right. keep a point and i don't want it to go too far before I yeah, yeah. The question <laughs> as but uh when you're wearing the key is he always caged or do you ever wear the key just because you like wearing the key. Um, I typically only wear it when he's caged because okay. I want him to be in his cage more. And I know he likes seeing me wear the key. So it's kind of a reinforcing thing. Like I'm only going to wear this, like, you know, I'm going to only going to wear this sign of the fact that I own you if you're actually in your cage. Um, so, Yeah. Okay, another quick question. Just like I said, I'm I'm very I'm definitely fascinated by the 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 FLR aspect of your relationship. When it's raining, uh-huh. how does like the, 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 does he you know does he you know come to you with the umbrella and walk you yeah. to wherever you need to be holding the umbrella, or do you just carry your own? Like I I know that's oh, one no. of those. Shoes. I never carry anything of my own. He carries the umbrella, of course, and he'll hold it over me, you know, and, and, um, back to your kind of original question, like for just out and about, like what are examples of, of where that comes into play? Like, that's a great example or like shopping, you know, he always carries everything. Or if I, if I go shopping, you know, separately, um, I'll just leave the stuff in my car and I'll let him know to bring it in. Um, and again, like, I like to gamify that. Like I have other stuff in my car, make sure you don't bring any of those things in. (laughs) <laughs> or else, you know, right. you might get punished. Um, <laughs> and if we're at like a bar or a restaurant, like, especially at a restaurant, I love ordering for him. <laughs> I love ordering for both of us. So mm-hmm. I'll have this and he'll have this. Um, and then, you know, like paying too for like drinks. Or, this is, this goes both ways. Cause I kind of like being paid for like, Oh, this guy's buying me drinks. But, um, I also like paying, you know, like he'll have this and I'll have this and here's the money. Of course it's his money. but Right. <laughs> so something that's kind of, I'm curious about, okay. When you go to a restaurant and you're doing the ordering mm-hmm. at the end of the meal, do you have instances where like who do, when you do that, who do they traditionally give the check to? Do they give it to you? Like, oh, she was the one ordering it. So I'm, so I, I'm assuming that she's paying or do they still majority? Of the no, time they, they still give it to him. Like they definitely still give it to him. That hasn't gone away. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just kind of curious about that. Like, okay, she seems to be the one in charge. So let me, you know, let me give it to her now. No, but I wonder, yeah, if they're like, oh, should I give it to her? Should I give it to him? And they just give it to him because that's what they typically do. Now, one thing that I want to be careful about, and I want to give you an opportunity to address this. I don't want people to listen to this and think that this is some kind of like cold, one-sided, you know, uh, sterile type of arrangement. Can you kind of give my listeners an idea of 
what is affection? Like, how do you two show affection to each other? How do you two show that, yeah, um, that love and, and, and caring for each other, but still within the parameters of an, an FLR? Yeah, again, like it's not that head to toe leather dominatrix 24-7. Like that's that's um, really only for sex and stuff. But, you know, it's very affectionate. We're super affectionate. Um, you know, we, we hug and kiss a lot. Uh, like if he's in the kitchen, I'll, you know, come up behind him and rub him and stuff. And um, if we're out in public, the same, you know, his arm is around me or mine around him. And we're very normal in that sense. You know, we, and like we talk through, we talk a lot, you know, through any, any meal, any drinks or whatever, we have great conversations and, um, and there, you know, I don't, I don't dominate the conversation. We love to share ideas and, and everything like that. And, um, you know, we cuddle on the couch when we're watching movies as well. And so, yeah, there's tons of affection. Now, and like I said, I, I just wanted people to, 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 to hear that balance. I know that there are going to be some people who listen to this and say, wow, that sounds kind of cold, you know, yeah, it's, no. it's like, you know, to listen to it and say, it sounds like, you know, more like you have a servant, you know, and a caretaker <laughs> as opposed to a boyfriend, you know, so well, I, just, I do have a servant and a caretaker who's also my boyfriend. You know? <laughs> no, absolutely, no, I, I care very much about him as well, you know, and I, I do care about his needs and I take care of them. Um, it's just that that is a little bit more subtle. And I think like his needs are, his needs are different than mine. Um, but we do, you know, verbally discuss that here and there as it comes up. And uh, I, the, I do do one chore for him. Typically I pick up his dry cleaning just cause it's easier during the workday mm-hmm. um, to do, you know, and I get the, the, like there's certain foods he likes or whatever. Like I make sure to pick those up or if I'm going to the grocery store cause I like shopping, um, I'll ask him if he needs anything. And so, you know, I take care of him too. It's just different. Right. Now here's something else I'm curious about. Have you met his family or has he met your family? I have met his family. Yes. Um, he has yet to meet mine, but, um, we are, we're planning a trip in June. So we, neither of us lives very close to our family. So, right. um, so yeah, when you met his family, did your dynamic change at all? Did you turn it down? Like how attentive was he to you when you met his family? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a very long meeting. Like we, we really, um, just met for dinner. It was a lot of time. Um, but I would say, um, you know, that's when the more, not on purpose, but the more typical relationship, like the affection and the quality, um, would reveal itself. Um, but no, I mean, he was, he was still the same where he, you know, opened the door for me and carried the things from the car and, you know, um, and, uh, so from you their know, perspective, it was like, wow, he really dotes. He really loves her. He really yeah, dotes on his yeah, wife. Exa- you know, exactly, that's, that's, just, exactly. that's just how they see it. Right. But nothing that's going to raise an eyebrow right. like this bitch has him wrapped around <laughs> her finger, taking advantage of him or anything. No. When you met his family, were you wearing your key? No, <laughs> we, and, and we talked about that actually, because I really wanted him to be in his cage when we did, but we just had, um, 
we're a busy day. We were coming and going from something else. And so we just, we just didn't, but I really wanted him to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure so, he was no. probably a bit relieved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I have made him do it in other somewhat uncomfortable situations, which like, like he goes to the gym and sometimes I'll let him out for it, but I make him wear it too. And he's just, I don't know if people can see it. He thinks people can, but oh, I don't of course think he does. He thinks can. he, he thinks people can see it. He thinks it makes noises. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> well, exactly. Well, you know, and like, as far as he's concerned, he might so. as well have like a siren and a, and a neon sign. Right. <laughs> right, and maybe in the in the locker room that might come up. Like if you're showering there, I don't know oh, what yeah. it looks like from but. But I mean, he wears it to work, and actually, he's going on a business trip today. And uh, I was I was um, traveling for work yesterday, and uh, I was kind of teasing him, telling him that he was going to have to wear it for his trip through airport security. <laughs> now, does he have a metal cage? We, so we have two. We have the plastic one and the metal one, and um, I really like the metal one better. And I think he's coming around to it as well. It's a little bit heavier, mm-hmm. um, but it stays clean. It doesn't smell bad. Um, it, I think it looks better aesthetically. Mm-hmm. The plastic one is lighter. I do like the way it feels like through his pants better. And sometimes I think it looks good. It makes it look like he has a big cock. But, you know. I like that, but, um, but it just gets, it's harder to clean. He has to take it off a lot. And I, uh, I like the metal one better because he can wear it longer. Very nice. Very nice. That's, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Now, as far as when you get to play, so Mm -hmm. he has no, does he have any involvement in selecting your playmates or that is that 100% you? 100% 100% me. However, um, it is a lot of work, which I don't mind doing sometimes. Um, but I do, we have, we, um, <laughs> we like to play games a lot. So one of the things we've done is like write out things on cards um, and, you know, like draw a card. Like one of them might be like, <laughs> you have to put the butt plug in or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so some of them are good and some of them are not as good. And then some of them we've put in there, like, um, if you win a game or whatever, you have to, you know, approach somebody at a bar and ask them if they want to, um, you know, hook up with me or whatever. We haven't actually done that yet, but, um, those, <laughs> yeah, I, gonna, those ideas are question. out there. <laughs> so like, you have to actually like find a guy for me, you know, and do all of the work and just bring him home to me or whatever. Um, so we haven't done that yet, but so right now I do all of the work. When you two go out, do you ever find yourself dressing in a provocative fashion with the intent on having eyes on you when he's there with you? Like, so that it's very, palpable you know what i'm saying yes. like when you go out all the time like, every time we go even, out <laughs> it's not even like there's nothing subtle about it like you want eyes on you while you're with your man yes for sure i do that all the time <laughs> whenever, whenever i mean unless we're going like to the gym or like walking into town or something you know but no always like um 
always wear like something I like I like tight form-fitting dresses and short shorter the better um so that's typically what I wear uh when we go out so yeah I like I always I do always wonder what people think like oh lucky guy or like Mm -hmm. if they want to hit on me or whatever and I know he can feel like all the eyes on me and he likes that do you ever point it out to him like when a guy is checking you out like not just a casual glance, but when somebody is like really like has their eyes locked on you, do you like point it out to him? Like, Hey, that guy over there has been staring at me for like 30 minutes, like type of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, to make sure that he's aware of it as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think he, I, you know, I don't think I actually need to point it out. I think he's like super aware of it and he might point it out to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that guy's looking at you like he wants to fuck you, whatever. Cause yeah, that's definitely on his mind. So I'm guessing that, for you, the act of going to the restroom while you're out in public kind of takes on a slightly uh, added importance because you're aware that when you get up and make that walk, that not only is he looking at you, but he's also looking to see what guys are looking at you yeah, as you're walking. Yeah. You oh, know, for sure. To and for from sure. It. You know, so it's not just, oh, I need to go to the restroom. Like you're fully aware that, okay, when I get up and make this walk, he's going to be checking me out. He's going to be seeing yeah. who else is checking me out. And you, you're not walking quickly to the restaurant. Oh, no. you, you take oh, no. your time when you, I, re- <laughs> when you- I, re- I revel in that shit. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like I, I love him seeing all the guys head turn where, whether they're like, you know, with their own girlfriend or whatever, or with a bunch of guys. Um, you know, I love him seeing that because you know, he gets a, a reminder of how lucky he is oh, yeah. and just being with me, but also that, you know, all these that, guys want to That's actually one of the things that. That, <laughs> that I enjoy doing myself. Like if I'm out with a, a cuckold couple, you know, and I've, you know, told her how I want to have her, you know, dress for the evening. I always make sure that there's a portion of the evening where, whether we're at a bar or a restaurant or a club or what have you, where, you know, I'd say, hey, you know, why don't you go ahead and walk to the bathroom and I'll make sure that her husband, because I know that the guys are going to be checking her out. Yeah. But I want her husband to see, you know, because, you know, sometimes they've never really done that before. You know, they're balancing life and everything like that. So they don't really have time to go out, you know, for a night on the town that way. Yeah. You know, so I, I like to make sure that he sees that, that he sees, you know, her walking by a table and heads turning and, you know, yeah. and I kind of like to see you know, the, the, the confidence that she has taking that walk. Yeah. Yeah. So we also love to do this at the gym. Um, because I, as you've seen from my pictures, like I'm pretty, pretty fit and pretty muscular. I like to work out. Um, and he's, he's like a regular worker outer. And so I'll take him to the gym with me, which I don't know why, but the gym that I go to has like, all of the hottest guys, like just tons. I think there's like a university nearby with like, I don't know, a football team or something, but right. it is always just packed with these like muscular black dudes, like tons of them. And so <laughs> I love going with him because like I always wear, you know, tight clothes and stuff. You got a big butt. And so whenever we're going from one place to another at the gym, he'll just see all these guys like looking at me like a piece of meat and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would, I would, I would love to see your, you know, to see your face in that moment. So back to the yeah. subject of, of playmates. Uh-huh. Playing in front of him, 
playing by yourself, which would you say of your encounters makes up the bulk of that? Like, do you play more alone or do you play more in, 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 you know, in his presence? So right now, like I said, we haven't, you know, been together that long. Um, and so, and so since I have a little bit more experience, um, like actual experience and he has been interested in it a lot longer than I actually even knew about it. Right. He hasn't had the experience. And so I kind of know what I want in a guy, um, and, what I want him to treat me like. And also, you know, I own my cock and I know how I want him to be treated. And so I like to screen guys. And and to be honest, I haven't found a guy yet that I want to be with us both. So all of our experiences have been um, me playing separately. And um, he obviously gets to see pictures and videos. And I'll make, uh, you know, I'll make him leave the house um, if I'm going to have somebody over or if he's going away for work or something, you know, I'll have somebody over then. Like, so he's on his work trip and he's just dying knowing that I'm here um, playing and stuff. And so, um, and I like that. Like, I like playing alone, but ultimately I am looking to meet somebody that um, I want to bring into our dynamic to really have him have the, the cuckolding experience and the um, in person, I guess, and to have the humiliation aspect um, even more. And so I actually, um, I mentioned last time we talked that I had a, I had a uh, meetup scheduled with um, some, some guys that I had played with before. And one of them is a BBC um, and he has lots of friends. Um, and so we talked about that. Actually, I just met with them on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that and he, he's definitely like the right, like first person at least. So okay, we're so, going to set something up soon. So what I pick up from you then is it's more or less, I don't necessarily want to say out of necessity, like even though you enjoy playing a part, it's more, or a big part of that is because you don't feel like you've up till now, you haven't had the right type of bull in place where you felt comfortable having your cuck yeah. because you, you know, wanted, yeah, you wanted because to be right. Oh, exactly. Like a lot, I mean, a lot of guys like talk a big game and oh, then yeah. they're ultimately <laughs> a letdown. They're like, even, even I've met guys that say that they have experience with like a cuckold couple, um, as being a bull and then I meet them and I'm like, there's no way, um, you know? And so I want like the, I, I would do want, um, my cuck's first real in, in person experience to be, you know, mind blowing. I want it to be, um, like not just him watching some guy fuck me. Like that's boring. You know, I, I don't, because like average, like an average fuck that I'm not going to call again. Like right. I don't want him to him to like be there for that like i want it to be the real deal okay i can totally understand that so let me ask you this from a from a confidence standpoint what has being in this lifestyle done for not just your self-confidence um but 
like I said, I, you know, obviously I know that you're really into, you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of your body. Like you said, you eat right, you mm-hmm. work out. So I know that that's very important to you. But how would you say this lifestyle has affected the way you feel about yourself and the way that you carry yourself? Like, how has it trickled into that aspect of yourself? Yeah, um, definitely has increased my confidence. You know, like I'm, I'm confident in a sort of, I always have been, but there's always, you know, there's always that voice in the back of your head, I think for anybody. Um, and also then there's like society's voice and stuff. And so, um, I want my, one of my, one of my favorite things is like, I love to dress like sluttier now, like mm-hmm. not trashy, but just like much more like revealing or risque and right. not feel like people are judging me because like, I don't give a shit if they think I look like a hoe, mm-hmm. um, you know, or like I'm looking to get laid. Cause guess what I am? Um, you know, and cause I have my boyfriend there with me and he loves right. it. Like, so I, that's definitely a thing. Like I'm, I'm way more confident and like in how I dress and stuff. And, um, and then also in a relationship aspect, like just the, just the confidence of knowing that like he's happy and that I'm making him happy and I'm not worried about that. Like I'm very assured of that. So like having this self-assuredness in a relationship and no insecurities really, um, really does like, um, impact the rest of my life, you know, decisions I make, like I, you know, I kind of feel like I know better how they fit into the bigger picture. And, um, so yeah. Do you ever wish that more women knew that this was an option for them, knew that this type of lifestyle was out there? Yes, for sure. Um, one selfishly, because I would love to have like, hot wife friends that I could like go out with and just chat about our stories, um, or come up with ideas to torment our cups and, um, or do it together even. Um, so I love that idea selfishly. Um, and then also even maybe to like go out and pick up friends together. Like that would be really fun because I can't really do that with regular friends because they know I have a boyfriend and I'm not going to like, I don't want them to think that I'm like cheating. Like I'm a, I'm a shitty person. Um, but I'm also not going to divulge all of our secrets. Um, but then, yeah, just like, I wish that because I think that, like I said earlier, when people get married and down the road, like one or both of them is either unhappy or cheating. And like, there's another way. And I wish that more women could, you know, know about this and, and know that it's acceptable and know that it's a thing. And so that they could reap the benefits of this, you know, empowerment and this confidence and being able to enjoy life more. Uh, Now I know you two don't know anybody that's local to you, but do you, do you talk to other wives who are in this lifestyle, like online or on the phone? Like, have you met any other people who are, are in the lifestyle? Um, I, I did, um, in my previous relationship, I met a couple on Tumblr. Um, she was, you know, queen of spades, hot wife. He was like chased cock. Like, I don't, I don't know that they like ever had sex, um, or, you know, very, very rarely. And, um, met with them a couple of times for, you know, dinner and drinks. And that was really, really nice to hear their stories and stuff. And I'll shoot a message here and there to like couples or hot wives on online on Twitter or, um, 
on or whatever, but yeah, no, I would definitely like to grow that. Like I would love to have that kind of community. Um, like I said, well, one thing that I can assure you is going to happen and you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to facilitate that, but an unintended consequence, and I'm really glad that it's happened, but one of the things that's happened with me, you know, being on Twitter and doing interviewing and meeting a lot of people that I, that I've, you know, subsequently interviewed off of Twitter is this community has kind of come together organically, you know, like a number of the wives that I have interviewed, you know, they have since become friends, you know, they, yeah, they, that's awesome. they, they talk on the phone, you know, I actually have a couple who I interviewed, well, a wife that I interviewed who I actually know personally, you know, she's been to a number of my parties. I've known her for years, you know, she's actually become friends with two of the other wives that I've interviewed, even though they've never actually met in person, they talk a lot, they have each other's numbers. You know, I'm sure at some point down the line, they're going to vacation together or meet up when they go to that part of the country. And I definitely see you fitting like right in. Yeah, I love that idea. I know that they're going to reach out to you and, you know, you'll feel comfortable reach, you know, reaching out to them. And, you know, it's, it's like, kind of, like you said, building this community, like one person at a time, you know, and it's real because these are women and and couples that you can talk to where, you know, you don't have to explain anything. Like you never have to take, you know, because now times when you meet somebody, the first part of the, you know, the first, you know, significant part of the dialogue is just you trying to explain what it is you do or what you're into. Even at even at swinger parties, you yeah. know, like or a t- traditional like hotel takeover, I'm like wearing a key, and I think somebody is gonna know what it is, and they're like, "So are you guys full swap?" And I'm like, "I am, but he's not." And they're like, "What?" They don't get it. Oh yeah, oh, and I'm actually going to be doing an an, an episode myself to kind of go in depth as far as explaining the difference between you know, swinging and hot wifing and cuckolding because, you know, there are people who kind of put them under the same umbrella and I get it. I understand why they do it, but there's a difference. Really quite different. Yeah. Yeah, Like I've said, you know, a car and a motorcycle are both forms of transportation. If you want to be technical (laughs) about it, they can both get you from point A to B, but in very different fashions, you know, uh, And so I kind of want to highlight just the, the, the differences and, and help people understand, you know, uh, you know, what the differences are. But um, another thing that I wanted to ask you is there are a lot of people who listen to my podcast who are just kind of finding their way. You know, they haven't even had their first experience yet. They're still trying to figure out, you know, where they fit, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them you know, still trying to get the confidence to go through with it. Uh What would you say to those couples and more specifically those women who, who wonder, does something like this really work? Will my, will my husband or boyfriend still love me the same if I do this? Can this make our relationship better? Like what would your real world advice be to someone who is kind of kicking the tires on this, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would say 
absolutely give it a try, but it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of trust and communication and, you know, some things you try sometimes don't work out, but like you have to, um, you have to be okay with that outcome as well. You know, like maybe we give this a try and it's not for us, but like, if you don't try it, you never know. But I think just a lot of communication up front and talking about, uh, talking about, you know, what both of your expectations are and what, um, your, fears are, you know, and being able to reassure the other person that, you know, their fears are unfounded. Because I think for, for a lot of women, just with like the way society is, they do worry that like, if they, even if they, you know, go typical swinging route that like they, they would then be sullied in some way and their husband or boyfriend wouldn't love them the same. Um, you know, and I think, I think that's, that's not the case. Um, and especially if the guy is the one that's like interested in it. Um, and then also I think, you know, if, if a guy is wanting to get his, his girlfriend or wife into it, which I think, which seems to be a lot of the case, like it seems like guys bring it to women more, um, is, you know, <laughs> tell her what's in it for her. Um, and not just like, Oh, this really turns me on and I want to do it. But like, mm-hmm. what, she, what does she get from it? What, is, how does she benefit? How does she gain? And I mean, sell her on that. Um, and then I think today also today, just with the internet, there's so much stuff on the internet. And so you can really meet, I think, this, I think we both like hit the jackpot. Like we got really lucky um, mm-hmm. meeting meeting each other and just being perfect for each other on that website. And like everybody might not get so lucky, but go online and meet somebody. Be honest about what you want. You know, be honest about what turns you on and what you're looking for, what kind of relationship you want and meet somebody that way. I think, you know, it's tough to meet somebody in a traditional way like, um, and then be like, oh, by the way, I want all this kinky stuff. One of the things, one of the reasons why I really wanted to to have you uh, on my show is, and I've talked about this before, there is this shift that's happening uh, within this this lifestyle. And what I'm talking about is, like up until I started doing the show, the majority of the people that I was meeting, you know, through my parties and my own travels and adventures were people who were together first and then they discovered the lifestyle. And what I wanted, you know, what I really want to get across to people, because there are people who look at that, who are not in a relationship like that yet, but who want a relationship like that, they find it a little bit harder to relate to those types of couples because they didn't have the benefit of being together first. Like they know that this is what they want and they're curious as to, can I have a successful relationship like this if I'm, if I'm starting with an interest in this? And I I think absolutely. You absolutely can, you know? Um, And that is one thing that I think, um, in insecurity maybe you know like if I actually told people where we met how we met um how long we've been together before I'm sleeping with other people like actually the first we we the first weekend we met I think the two weeks after that I slept with like four guys because I was just like so excited you know um and and I I feel like people discredit 
would just nobody has but i feel like people would discredit our relationship based on the fact that we met you know under a different under a different pretense like but it's not a pretense it's it's authenticity you know we met with like everything on the table you know and so uh, you know when we met actually like we um we of course we talked about sex and stuff but like we already knew what both of us were looking for sexually and it was more so just like um just kind of fine-tuning those details like what specifically about that turns you on and um he actually he the flr like he he more so brought that to the table like that is um one thing that like i wasn't necessarily looking for but i obviously love now and so so yeah i mean we weren't married 10 years before we started playing or before whatever and i don't think that people have to and i don't think it um if anything, I think it strengthens the relationship from the get-go because you have this honesty and this trust and you're taking these risks. And so all of these like um, very tough, challenging, emotional things you're dealing with like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I said, that's, that's what I'm attempting to do here is to highlight people who have discovered this recently people who weren't together very long before this came into play or people who came together already knowing that this was what they wanted like i just want to show people that these couples exist as well you yeah. know like like there there there's more than one way to do it and i understand right. you know the people who have been together for years before they discovered this like i i i see both sides yeah, that's obviously valuable that, too. Exactly. There's I just want people to see both. that they both exist and they both right. can exist and they both can be successful and they both can be unsuccessful. You know, right. I know couples who were together and it didn't work. And I know couples who just met and it didn't work. Just like I know couples mm. in both scenarios that were able to make it work. Like it, 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 it fits in all categories. Right. You know, right. so that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on and and have you kind of talk about your own experience because I want people to hear from someone, you know, uh, you know, cause a woman who's exploring this, she might have a hard time relating to a couple who had been together for years before they got into this because she's looking at them like, well, I don't have a husband. Right. Like I'm single and I want this. Exactly. How do I I cross that bridge? Right. Which I think is really interesting to hear um, your podcast with Venus and whatnot, you know, being a single woman and, and looking for, you know, a cuck boyfriend that may turn into a marriage or a long-term thing, you know? No, absolutely. Well, like I said, I I, I try to keep these, um, you know, within a certain uh, time frame. And I know you have things that you want to go and and do about your day. Uh, But I know that I'm going to have you back for a, a follow up conversation. So Definitely. I want to do one of those after parties oh, and no, a round table with some other ladies as well. No, we're definitely going to do that. But before I let you go, I do want to get you to talk about this. I saw that you have begun, um, I guess, the exhibitionist side of you where you have like an, you have an OnlyFans page, which a lot of yes. wives I've talked to, you know, do have. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, what led up to that? Like what got you to the point where you were like, hey, you know what? I like the idea of people seeing my videos and seeing what I, what I, well, so also I've always, um, kind of, you know, from the beginning when you had, uh, like point and shoot cameras or really when the internet like first came around, um, to meet people, um, I've always like taken sexy pictures and I love sharing them. Um, cause 
because why not? It's great feedback. I love it. And it's a turn on. And then, um, Tumblr is where I actually started, um, probably, I don't know, a year ago, not, not too long. Um, I didn't really know like Tumblr's sexual side. And once I found it, I was like, this is amazing. Um, and so I loved posting on there. And, um, then when Tumblr removed the sexual content, that was obviously a bummer. Um, and so it took a little bit to kind of figure out um, what else is there? Cause I just liked posting stuff and like people interacting with me. I love the comments and the messages and everything. And I've met a couple people from Tumblr, so it's twofold purpose there, but also, I mean, it's a big turn on, like it turns me on to go on there and look at stuff and read stuff. And so, um, okay, what's going to replace Tumblr? Where are other people going? There's like MeWe and there's BDSMLR, um, and Twitter. And so Twitter is like what I was most, um, familiar with with so started there and just um you know see what's out there and I saw like some really just saw that some people had like only fans pages or their own page or um mini vids there's I want clips there's so many things um right. and a lot of different so apps. yeah so it's a little bit overwhelming I suppose um or even their own like their own websites where they you know sell clips or sell stuff um and so I just created it kind of like, okay, well, let me see, maybe I'll do something with this later. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm taking the pictures, I'm taking the videos anyway. It takes my time. It takes effort to, you know, set stuff up or to edit um, videos and stuff like that. So let me see if I can monetize it because my time is worth money. Right. Um, and so, um, so yeah, actually that's really exciting, um, to post like kind of exclusive content on there. Like I'll post little teaser pictures on Twitter and then post like a full video or clip on OnlyFans. Um, and so that's kind of exciting because the more, um, I can do with that, um, the more I do, more I can do, you know, the more I'm able to earn from it, the more I have time to spend on it. So, um, so that's fun. And that's also another fun game to play with my couple. Like I, you know, he sees the stuff I post on there and, uh, he, it's kind of an exciting way for him to uh, just check on there and see if I've posted anything. Cause I don't tell him, I let him find out on his own. And he, loves, <laughs> <laughs> he loves to read the comments as well, or I'll, I'll, you know, show him messages people have sent me. Um, this one message on Twitter that was like, it was so hot. This guy was messaging me. He was a pretty good looking guy. And, uh, he sent me, he must've had two phones. I don't know. He sent me a video of himself, um, masturbating to, one of my pictures or videos or whatever. And I thought that was really hot. <laughs> well, I'm definitely, you know, glad to see that you're doing it. Like I said, I know a number of other wives who are doing it. And, and I think I've mentioned this to you before. One of the things that I would love to try to figure out to do is I don't want to say unionize all of you, <laughs> but just, just find a way that you can all benefit each other. Yeah. You know, to kind of pool your resources and so that, you know, the guys kind of have like a one stop place to where all of these different wives can, you know, can can benefit. You know, like I think it would be really cool if, if there's a way that, 
you know, that, that, that something like that could be, you know, put together and, and pulled off and. Yeah. You know, I think that would be great. Like share the workload a little bit and then exactly. whoever is, um, you know, subscribing, they get more, more content as well. And then like we talked about earlier, there's more, more community for us as well. And in, in terms of the women and being friends or, you know, comrades, colleagues, whatever. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put a, you know, put a bow on this uh, for now. And like I said, I know that I'm going to have you back in, in, in future episodes. And I just wanted to thank you, Rachel, for just, you know, opening up and, you know, sharing the details about your journey, you know, in your life and, you know, and the way that you represent the lifestyle. And obviously it's something that you're very passionate about and you love it. And the fact that you made the decision that this is how I want to live my life and you're walking that path. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for you. You know, well, thank you. That. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure, and I'm really happy to have connected with you and to be able to share my experience with people. And I'm looking forward to doing more of that and, uh, you know, being part of this community and helping build it as well. Absolutely. So welcome to the, the Keys and Anklet family. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and tidy up and I'm I want to, you know, thank all my listeners for listening. Um, like I said, my Patreon supporters are going to get to hear this interview first. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter, um, you might want to go ahead and think about doing so because you get a lot, you know, a lot of nice perks as far as early access to the to the episodes and exclusive access to, you know, to the after party episodes where my guests, you know, they they talk about the nitty gritty, you know, all the down and dirty stuff that you love to hear. So those are our fantastic conversations. So again, I want to thank you. I'm your host, Michael C. And this has been the Keys and Anglers podcast. And until next time, take care. <laughs>